Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, my name is Daniel Rota. I'll be your host. Uh, with me, I have Father Ryan. How are you doing, Father? Hey, I'm great. Happy New Year, everybody. Many blessings in uh, 2020. Um, you can throw blessings back at 2019 and say, thanks be to God, and now step into uh, a fresh new year um, here on January 1st. So, Happy New Year, and also Merry Christmas to you as well. We're just, we're just coming to the end of the octave of Christmas and uh, still going through the Christmas season. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, what, what, what a fun time of year. It really is. There's lots of good in the church in particular. There's lots of good feasts, solemnities, just the whole Christmas season celebration that you know, within the liturgy, we definitely are recognizing and continue to celebrate all the way through. And um, it's always that encouragement to c- continue this in your homes as well, that it's this yeah. is a season. Yeah. And the season really is, we're in the Christmas season now. Um, you know, secular society is in the Christmas season in December before Christmas. We get to Christmas and we celebrate it as, you know, from the day of Christmas on, just like the Easter season too. So... Um, it's a great time of year, um, and it's exciting because we're ending a new year, which is always a sense of a fresh start. So, yeah, uh, great. Well, do you want to start us uh, on this episode with a prayer? You bet. You bet. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the graces and your blessings in 2019, Lord. We um, just pray for your grace and your healing upon um, the year past. We ask for and your goodness to just move those graces um, as we enter this new year. Lord, you know our struggles or our sorrows, our pains, our losses in the last year. And we just ask that as we begin a new year that um, you would open our hearts to revealing to us that you've loved us in the midst of it all. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for the, the rewards and the blessings and the, the joys and the triumphs of this past year as well. Lord, we, we just praise and glorify you, and now we thank you for lifting us up in those when they've come, and we just ask that we might always remember them and be thankful, especially in the, any hard times ahead, that we can remember the good times and the graces that you, you are able to give and do give to us. Lord Jesus, as we enter this new year and we enter uh, and continue on in this Christmas season, we ask for your blessing upon each one of us and upon our parishes, that in the, the year ahead, that we might glorify you and come close to you and Come to know you and love you and serve you in, in, in fuller and deeper ways. Lord, guide and direct us um, as parish communities. And just help us, Lord, to live in your love in everything. Lord, in the, in the sorrows ahead of us, um, in the year ahead, we just ask for your grace to be with us, that we can turn to you and allow you to be present, to, to carry the cross with us and to, to be with us in our burdens. And in the joys, Lord, may we, may we just turn to you with joy in our hearts and uh, a smile on our face, and, and just give you thanks and, and thank you in all things. Lord, we praise and we glorify you in this Christmas season and, and uh, in this new year. We thank you for your goodness to us. Um, we pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you for that, Father. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, with, with it being, you know, an a new year, you know, in the, the Christmas season, there's 
uh, you know, there's always stuff going on in the church. Yeah, <laughs> there's tons of stuff going on this time of year. Uh, but anything in particular you want to highlight? So this week? one thing is, is we're coming to the end of the Easter or the Easter, the, the Christmas octave. So an octave is eight days of of prayer and celebration, and so we have the Christmas octave and the Easter octave. It always begins on the the main celebration day. So in Easter, it's Easter Sunday to the following Sunday. So it's eight days of what we would say would be little Easter's every day. So every day we 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 we'd say the the prayers of Easter at the mass. We pray the Gloria. We pronounce the creed. Um, it's it's uh, all the way to Divine Mercy Sunday. And Christmas, it's the same. Um, so the the Christmas octave, the eight days of Christmas that we celebrate liturgically, the little Christmases, um, begins with Christmas Day, and then goes all the way to January first which is the solemnity of, of Mary, the mother of God, and um, which is a holy day of obligation as well. And so in the midst of it, there are uh, four days within the octave that are feasts. So we celebrate St. Stephen, um, who is the first martyr, and then St. John the Evangelist, um, the Holy Innocents, which were those that were killed by Herod, and also the Holy Family. Um, and these are days within the days of the octave of Christmas. So it's a great time to celebrate some very unique saints, um, and those that gave their lives, because here's the thing, is, you know, so you think of St. Stephen, um, first Christian martyr um, after Jesus' death, and then St. John the Evangelist is the one who's closest to Jesus, right, through his, his suffering and death, and then the Holy Innocents, those are the ones who first die because of the coming of the Messiah. So the reality is, is like, you know, the coming of the Christ, the people do not want Jesus, I'm not talking everybody, right? But pe- there are people who do not want Jesus. They do not want Jesus. And that's right from the get-go, folks. So don't lose heart when, you know, you find people that don't want Jesus. Because right from the get-go, Herod's like, I do not want this Jesus child around. And it's, it's a baby. It's a little kid. And Herod go- has his army go out and slaughter hundreds of children in Bethlehem. Right? Because he does not want Jesus in the world. You know, that's the evil one working right from the get-go to try to eliminate the Christ. And so, um, you know, and they ultimately do it when he's a man. They think they do. They try to, you know, as we know. But he raises from the dead and she says, no, not even that can conquer my mercy and what I, what I come to bring you. And so, um, anyways, it's, it's, a, it's a great time of year. And then the Feast of the Holy Family as well. And then the solemnity um, to end the octave is Mother of God, which is January 1st. And so we celebrate all these beautiful things of God's love, of Christ's love, of our living in that love, uh, and uh, surrounding Mary as well. Um, it's just a really, really great time of year. Um, and so then, you know, the Christmas season continues all the way to this coming Sunday. You know, the Epiphany will be on the 5th. Typically it would be on the 6th, but we usually celebrate it on Sunday um, within the, the 12 days of Christmas. So the 12 days of Christmas really is from Christmas to the Epiphany. And the Epiphany is the celebration of when the, the kings had come and presented the gifts to the Lord and presented those the, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, as we know. And so that's the acknowledgement of that day. Um, so it wraps up what we call the 12 days of Christmas, um, traditionally in the song, right? Um, and then the, we go all the way to the baptism of the Lord, really the Christmas season itself um, goes all the way to where the Lord is baptized. And then that's the transition then into what would be ordinary time, which we then get into Jesus' public ministry and his life. Um, but these days of Christmas are to celebrate and to remember his childhood 
and that he came into the world to to celebrate and remember that he had a he had a, a mom and he had a stepdad here on earth, you know, and Joseph and that they took care of him and he he grew in wisdom, you know, and and had to go through the human experience of growing in knowledge and self-awareness and consciousness and all those different things and that's a whole nother mystery but anyways so it's a it's a really great time of year and a, it's, it's great to be in the midst of the christmas season so merry christmas everybody um especially as we come to to celebrate the end of the octave this week and uh so yeah that's that's some of the things going on in the yeah. in the beauty of christmas season yeah so the biggest thing i got out of that is that christmas is not done yet that's exactly right <laughs> That's see Dan's got a way to just like, you know, put it, you know, just really, really <laughs> a lot of you would like me to do that. <laughs> but I like to I like to expound on it a little bit, <laughs> dance around it a little. <laughs> but I, I mean, but it is, yep. yeah. Christmas is not over yet. Yeah, and and I feel like that this is one of a couple weeks throughout the year. I mean, this is you know particularly a big one where there's just like feast after feast after feast. It's just a really fun time to be Catholic. It is. You know, uh, not only are we kind of out of the like out of Advent and finally in Christmas with with our waiting, um, but there's you know there's some other weeks that there's just like a bunch of like really big saints feast days and then you know, of course Holy Week. But this is just one of those weeks where we uh, really just get to celebrate our faith as Catholics. And um, you know, like you've said in past weeks, that we have a Savior and that He came to save us. So. And there's some there's some great stories that surround these feast days. I mean, some I mean, it's just like very dramatic stuff, oftentimes, and some great elements that are just so human to us, that are in these feast days um, that we that we've celebrated, and even as we move forward, you know, there's there's this, just some really really dramatic and amazing things um, that really speak to the human experience. So kind of like I've said, so it, yeah, Christmas goes on. You know, so Merry Christmas. Yeah, and an- another another big thing that is happening, and um, well, January first, like you said, is w- w- one of the few holy days of obligation. Yep. Uh, this week, and you know, obviously, it's New Year's Day. Um, you know, uh, it's twenty twenty, which is yep. crazy to think about. Uh, it is. But I, I guess you know, we, I want to talk a little bit about just kind of the feast day of like Mary, the Mother of God, and why why that is so important because mary has a lot of a lot of feast days but this is this is kind of a a step up from that right and so i just want to talk about that a little bit and then we can kind of talk about just new year's and kind of what that means for us also yeah um so yeah you know mary the mother of god is it's it's that declaration that that dogma oh boy i should have done my notes um i should have brought my notes i didn't um but it's it has to do that proclamation that Mary is the mother of God has more to do with Jesus than it does with Mary, actually, because it's the acknowledgement. It was a it was a big conversation in the early church of is Jesus really God? Is he really truly truly divine? And the way um, in which we solidified that as well as one of the, the titles is is that well Mary is the mother of God to to sort of solidify that Jesus is God, <laughs> and so it speaks greatly of of who Jesus is. That Jesus isn't just this other human person. He's not a human person. He's a divine person. And he's not just another person within the history of humanity. But he's unique because he's a divine person. He is God who's taken on and united himself to human nature through a woman, through a human birth, through Mary. And so Mary gives birth to God. 
in the world. And so um, it's a uh, it's a great day. I, I love that it's on January 1st because it is. It's the remembrance, uh, like we've talked about before, that it's a, it's a fresh start and it's a new beginning because God has been, God has come to us and has come to us through a mother. Um, and so um, Mary, Mother of God, is a, is a solemnity and a holy day of obligation and a, a really a great one at that and an important one non-dogmatically. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's just New Year's itself. Which is, you know, I, th- I think it, it's always, it's it's kind of the, it continues on with this really, like, kind of fun part of the year for just, just being, like, a human person, you know? Uh, during the Christmas time, you gotta get to, like, take a step back and, like, breathe a little bit, spend time with family. It's kind of, it's just, you know, it's kind of fun, less less intense. Um, and then the, the New Year comes, and I feel like just on a human level, there's a lot of... Uh, there's there's a lot of hope when the new year comes you know people can really it's just one of those one of those things where you can just take a step back and be like hey whatever happened in the past um that that you know th- that what that happened in 2019 you know what, what may all <laughs> the ramparts be what's a rampart be forgot oh sorry dan i broke into song yeah there. no that's that's all right <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know no, right. whether, whether it was like a really tough year yep. or, or or even a good year you can say hey like a lot of good things happened i'm really excited for what's going to happen this year or you know that was a really tough year and i'm glad it's just it's it's a very practical way rather than you know if a new week or a new month it's just like no this is a new year there's kind of more weight to that yeah i think it definitely does something to us you know psychologically mentally emotionally um spiritually to be given those opportunities where there's just kind of a for everybody it's it's a it's a new year you know and it gives us all a chance to be able to do just that to just say okay this is what happened in 2019 but now it's the movement forward and it's the journey forward that life is you know so it's it's a solid reminder that we now enter into a new a new year a new phase a new chapter a new a new beginning a new start and it's not that everything that has happened doesn't continue on it's still part of the story part of the journey but it is a turning of the page that we all kind of get to make on some level um that does something for us i think yeah 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 and uh you know a big thing this time of year is new year's resolutions oh yeah which um which i i think that there's a lot of jokes kind of made about them because you know uh like some people they'll, they'll call them the um like people who who, who go to the gym a lot They'd be like, ah, I don't go to the gym in January. I, I wait, you know, I wait for like February or yeah, March. All the newbies are there. Yep, yep. And then, and then when 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 the New Year's resolution people will like stop and kind of fade out, then then I'll you know go back to That's the right. gym. That's right. The Y is going to be really busy in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, 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 which is great, you know. Yeah. It's it, it's great that you know when people are like, no, actually, I, I recognize a kind of a need for change, and I, I want to make that change. Yep. Whether it's you know, fitness is probably like the the easy one that's usually high on a lot of people's lists, but you know, then there's, uh, you know, it could be like like spiritual New Year's. Yep. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with that, and just all this kind of stuff. So I guess, what are maybe some some thoughts about like New Year's resolutions and and kind of like on like a spiritual side? So, one of the things that you know my mind goes to is um, seminary formation and how we ha- um, most of the seminaries have guys do goals and objectives. And so each year as they begin the school year, and then they review those um, with an evaluation oftentimes to say, well, 
um, how did your goals and objectives go? And, you know, were you able to kind of stick to some of those and work on those and how, where are you at now based off where you started the year off, right? So what they do, and I, I give this as maybe a practical means to, to doing this, is is they they do, um, at some of the seminaries, uh, there's four pillars of formation. So this would be a way to think about it too as, as a Christian people, is there's the human element, um, there's the there's the intellectual, there's the spiritual, and then the pastoral, okay? And so those four things you might think of in your, if you're going to do New Year's resolutions, you're going to kind of like intentionally go into the year. You might pick one of those or two of those or all four of them and just say, okay, how, where am I at on a human level? And what are what is a goal that I have on a human level? So, you know, it might be, well, I, I want to eat better, or I, I want to go to the gym more. I want to I want to be healthier physically or stronger or whatever. You know, this last year for me, 2019, I got to February and it was like, I want to be stronger because I want to be able to carry moose quarters out of the woods. You know, so like I, I did. I started working out and started going to the gym at least once a week, and it it helped me when I was in the woods this fall. Like that was a human goal I had. And set up with a purpose and an intentionality towards something else that I wanted in my life, you know, which was to be able to still keep hunting and, and not be a, a burden or where I'm I'm a burden on others more than a help, you know. Um, but it could be anything humanly, you know, um, from relationships to uh, bad habits, you know, the things you, you want to be able to work on. So it's to write that goal. So, you know, for me it was like, well, I want to be able to, be stronger when I'm moose hunting, right? That's my goal. The objectives were I'm going to go to the gym at least once a week. You know, I started out simple. And I'm going to I'm going to eat better so as to to lose a little bit of, of fat weight, right? And so I did that. Um and so I, I you know, under the food thing, it was like that means I'm not going to have frozen pizza four nights a week, which was a routine there for a couple of years. And I haven't had a, I think in 2019 I probably had three or four frozen pizzas the whole year. So, um, and I lost some weight this year. So anyways, you know, it's to give yourself a goal, but then what are my two or three objectives within that? So seminarians do that. And then they have to go back at the end of the year to look at those and say, how did I do? So you also know that you're setting yourself up for an evaluation. So that's a human thing. So what what can you work on humanly? Intellectually, how are you going to grow intellectually? And let's even just talk intellectually in terms of the faith, let's say, for instance. So it might be like, well, where am I at intellectually in knowing the faith? So, you know, my unit might say, well, my goal is to, to learn again the basis of catechesis. So my object, objective is to read three books that are, are, you know, an entry level of learning the Catholic faith. And I'm going to do one of the programs on Formed. Okay? Um, so intellectually, you can grow in the faith. Um, it might be that I know that I'm, I'm, I'm coming along, but I really want to grow intellectually about my understanding of the Bible. So I'm going to try to do one of the Bible studies unformed, and I'm going to try to go to, you know, um, one of the Bible studies in the parish, you know, a certain number of times a, a year, or whatever the case may be. Write them down. You know, you get it to your quarterlies and say, how am I doing on my goals and objectives? Spiritually. You know, so our guys have to write spiritual goals and objectives. Same deal here, Right. Um, I want to grow in my, you know, spirituality surrounding the Eucharist. 
And so you might say, well, I'm going to adoration once a month right now. So my goal, you know, my, if my goal is to grow in my, my spirituality surrounding the Eucharist and the gift of the Eucharist, I'm going to go to adoration twice a month now. Or I'm going weekly for a half an hour. I'm going to go weekly for 45 minutes, right? Um, set up a spiritual goal. What is your goal? I want to grow closer to Mary. I currently don't pray the rosary. I'm going to pray the rosary once a week. So my objective under my goal towards Mary is I'm going to pray the rosary once a week and I'm going to do I'm going to read one spiritual book about Mary this year. Simple objectives, right? Um, so set those up. Pastorally, you know, on, on, a, on a Christian level too, what's a goal pastorally, if you will? You know, when we're training our guys, we use that word because we're being trained to be pastors. But it's really what's our, what's our response and our call to serving and helping others in, in the love of Christ. So you might say, you know, I really do have a goal of wanting to be able to serve my parish um, more than I am currently. Okay, what are, what's an objective there? You know, well, I'm currently not an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, right? So by the end of the year, I want to be doing that. Or um, I want to, you know, really do recognize Jesus' call to, to serve the poor and those in need. So my goal, you know, that's my goal, is to help serve the poor more because I'm not doing that at all right now. So my objective is to look at my budget and budget out, you know, an extra 1% um, to some organization that's helping serve the poor. Um, and I'm going to go and serve at the Damiano Center or CHOM or something twice this year. I'm going to find something they have going on and go and just serve or participate in two things they have going on. Those are my objectives and my goal of just growing and my service to the poor. So that's how, I mean, that's how I would would approach some of this maybe um, on a practical level in terms of like what do we do and how do we go about it and it is a good chance to challenge ourselves you know new year's resolutions can be like they can be too big or too broad or not focused enough you know um so yeah that that's that's my take on on a way to approach it as a catholic um and in a pretty practical way and also a way to if particularly if you're this kind of person to to check yourself you know, yeah, yeah, and I, I love, I love that that idea of having those four different kind of pillars. Yeah, because it really, well, one, it kind of shows that you know our faith. Sometimes we think about it just on a really spiritual level, but it's like, oh no, but it's both, you know, uh, like the grace side of it, but the nature side of it too. Yeah, right. And grace builds on nature. So yeah, yeah, and so like we're we're both like spirit and like flesh. Yeah. You know, and so so it's like we need. We need both of those. We need to we not need to not just you know pray four hours a day, but we need to actually take care of ourselves. Yeah, you know, and we need to we need to learn. Yeah, and and we need to serve. And so like to to really you know that's it. Just when you start, I think I feel like when you start to kind of think about it that way, it's like okay, I, I'm actually doing really well right now in these areas, but I'm really not doing well like on the. Um, pastoral side or another way i've heard it been talked about is like the, the apostolic side like you know kind yeah. of just like how how am i being like an apostle how am i actually like going out and um and serving whether it's uh you know like yeah like serving the poor or um maybe like leading something doing you know yep 
doing some like some sort of like evangelistic thing or yep. whatever it could be. So, and I think it's I think it's important that you take your, you got to be really honest about where you're at, and then you've got to you got to set realistic things. You know, I think it's the whole you know, and people are going to hear this over and over this week. You know, with New Year's and stuff with you know this kind of stuff, but it it's true. You know, I think. For me, if it, and it, you know, I remember I went in to the trainer and said, you know, I want a trainer because I know it's going to help me. But I want a trainer once a week. And realistically, I've, I'll probably work out twice a week. If I can work out three times a week, I'm doing really good. But realistically, I'm probably only going to work out once, typically, because I'm not a gym guy, really. But I know I need accountability. And I know I need some direction. But I also, I'm not in this to overdo it. Because I know where I'm at. And if I overdo it, I'm going to get sore and I'm going to get sick and then I'm going to be done. Um, been there, done that with the whole, like, I'm going to start going to the gym thing. Because you go, like, nuts at the beginning, right? And I go, like, three, four days in a row and then I can barely walk and then I get sick. This is, this is the cycle in my life with that. <laughs> then I would get deathly sick. So I'd be on the couch for, like, a week, like, puking and with a fever and just get a full-on flu or something. And then that was it. And I wouldn't be back to the gym until the following January. I was that dude, right? Um, so I was really realistic about it. Like, it's taking those steps back and going, okay, I need to be reasonable about it. Like, and, and spiritually then, too. You know, that's why I give those examples as well. It's like, well, be honest about where you're at. You know, don't say, well, I'm going to do a holy hour every single day. But you're only doing maybe a half an hour of adoration twice a month. Like, ease into it, you know? Um... I think to have an ideal that you'd like to work towards, but, you know, be realistic. And we got to be realistic spiritually and w with ourselves, humanly with ourselves, intellectually. You know, it's like, it's like when you intellectually, however you want to maybe grow, start with where you're at, you know, and be honest about it. And if you're, if, if you're a great reader and really well-read and highly educated and have taken some philosophy courses and done some high-level reading, like, jump in. Don't don't discredit yourself when it comes to reading the faith too. Don't go read an eighth grade book. Don't go read one of these basics like by Matthew Kelly or something. Like those are good books. But be realistic. If you're capable of some deeper, heavier reading, go go find some deeper, heavier Catholic reading. So there's some sweet stuff out there to read both intellectually and spiritually. But you really have to be honest about where you're at. And I think that that's a that's a key to growing. Um, yeah. in some of these areas and it's so important as we look at the new year and the fresh start and all that stuff you know yeah I get rolling you know yeah um, no nah, those, those are really good um, I guess before we before we close up is there any if anyone's thinking like oh what would be a good like what would, what would be maybe like a good like spiritual goal for someone to to, to go for this year you know if they're kind of thinking like oh well i don't i don't really know what i should what what i should try to achieve you guys it, it, the eucharist is the source and summit and you know you can a lot of times you'll hear me go back to it all the time because it is so we always have to come back to it so it's always a starting point an end point and a focal point um if you want to grow spiritually come to jesus in the in his presence in the eucharist and so daily mass, um, find a way to get to a daily mass in the city or wherever you are. Um, you know, look at our schedules and see what we have going on. 
Um, look at other schedules throughout the city. Find a way. Sometimes that might mean going to the boss and saying, hey, boss, can I come in at 8.45 and I'll stay till 4.45, whatever your work hour is. You can come, come in a little bit later and leave a little bit later um, if your job allows for that. Or um, taking your lunch break and making it to a noon mass here in the city at one point during the week. Or going to adoration. You know, there's a, a different opportunities for adoration. Or coming to church. You know, we're really working at keeping our doors unlocked you know, so that people can just come in and be in the presence of Jesus in the tabernacle. And even if we don't have exposition going on with adoration, just come and be in the presence of Jesus. If you want to grow spiritually this year, and if you ask me, like, what, what, what should I do? Just be by Jesus in the Eucharist. And let yourself do it over and over and over. Um, it is like going to the gym like you could go to the gym once and I use this comparison with confession you can go to the gym once and then you're not going to be fit for the rest of the year you're not you, you have not you've made no progress really by just one time at the gym it's consistently going to the gym it's consistently you know eating a healthy diet so it's consistently allowing yourself time with Jesus in the Eucharist um, that in time, you'll start to see the effect of it. Um, you'll start to see the effect of it in time. And y you got to go into that realistically. But it, it's, you want to go spiritually? Yeah, you, you know, you can read. You can save novenas and prayers. And, you know, you can have a Bible study. You can do all those different things. Great. Those are good. Pray the rosary. Great. Like, that's all really, really good stuff. But when it comes down to it, you need time with Jesus, and Jesus is here in the Eucharist. And you, yeah, let me get going here. You know, <laughs> you don't need to do a stinking thing. You know, I just walked by the Adoration Chapel the other day, and I love it when I see people in there just sitting, just sitting there, just sitting. It's so like they're getting it. That's how to do it. You know, when I walk in and somebody's reading the newspaper. Or you know, their nose is buried in a book. Like, well, that's okay, but, you know, you can read at home. Just sit. Let yourself be. Be in the presence of Jesus. And I'm not saying you can't pray your prayers and do your prayer book and do your rosary and, and read a good spiritual read. Um, or even the diocesan newspaper. Like, there's some good stuff in it. I get that. But make sure you give yourself time to just be with Jesus. So. Okay, well, thank you so much, Father. <laughs> You're welcome, Dan. I'm going to cut you off there. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you all for, for joining us. Um, once again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Peace be with you. May God bless you. And may Jesus Christ be praised.